if someone were to call themselves an industry expert, what would your expectation be of their like credentials and experience? What are you stupid? But yeah, no, we definitely need to get the education up. The Inventor, the Joe podcast. There it is. Opening salvo. What does it mean to be an expert, an industry expert? And we're live, live, live. Here we are. A free podcast on a free platform offering ideas for free to those who dare to listen. And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you publicly. If you're watching, screen left is The Restoration Lawyer, Ed Cross. Screen right is Jeff Cross of Clean Facts Magazine. Apparently, no relation. Same last name as me, but we are not related as far as we know. This video is the cost of doing business exclusion claimed by insurance adjusters is fake news. Ed drops some truth. This is take five from ISSA Media YouTube page. Definitely check that out. For making a valiant effort to try to get John Isaacson to engage in a serious interview. It's a tough thing to do. I, I don't know, but we're trying. Keep trying and eventually you'll wear him down. That John Isaacson, that's a whole other topic. I think by now, if you've listened to more than one show, hopefully we've gotten a little bit better over time. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest issues early on was I was interjecting clips, but didn't have a lot of audio control. And even until not that recently, not a lot of great expertise. Oh, that ties into our topic. If someone were to call themselves an industry expert, what would your expectation be? Not a lot of great expertise as I was working out this experiment, which delivers content for free, free, free to listeners who ingest and consume it for free. Just by way of reminder and a season of thankfulness. If you're thankful for a podcast, be it our podcast or an industry podcast or any other podcast, one of the best ways you can help people, especially those who are doing it for free, is to subscribe, like, and rate. It helps so the robots think people are listening. And leaving a review can be helpful as well. So I'm going to read one such review. Solid content, funny butt. So far, I'm loving the content slash information in the casual conversational approach. But, but, chill out on the sound bite add-ins. It's funny until it happens over and 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 It's like you're unraveling a big cable knit sweater that someone keeps knitting and knitting and knitting. Over and over and over and makes it super frustrating to keep pace with the content. The introduction length is nauseatingly long and overdone. Fix that. Don't ditch it. Just chill out a bit. Keep the humor and the conversational approach five stars. They actually gave it three stars just if I implemented their constructive input then. Then it would be five stars. So thank you, HFCFFHJJKFX. Thank you for being so brave. Being the best loser takes talent just as being the best winner does. It's true. It's kind of hard to read this as anything other than if you were like other podcasts, I might listen to it as much as I listen to them. <laughs> as a contractor, do you ever ask yourself, What the hell are we doing here, Harry? Enter an audio-visual experience like, like no other. Underground rap at its realist. Hey, John. The Diojo Podcast, we are helping contractors shorten their dang learning curve.
This discussion about expertise <laughs> included IAQ, Josh. Yes. Let's uh, pick up the conversation. Uh, as a representative, Pete called out the mold assessors um, and, and remediators for not going to things. Josh, what do you have to say about that? I mean, You're the I man, Josh. say it loud, say it loud, say it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think the latest review that I did on a mold assessment report live on YouTube, if you didn't catch it, you should over at youtube.com forward slash IAQ Josh. However, I think that speaks volume on the lack of, I mean, no, lack of education. What are you, stupid? <laughs> uh, that, I mean, it literally, that's that's what it is. It, you know, I, I came up with people like Howard Newmark around me that is just a super analytical dude and does things like very methodically. Yeah, and then I've yeah. been exposed to even more individuals like that and more of the building science world. But getting back to what you said, unfortunately, there's just, it's either a lack of care or a lack of care is kind of what it just seems to be because the education is is there i mean Excessive what i'm business. doing on youtube and what you're doing and um i think you wrote a book or two or yeah. but yeah no we definitely need to get the education up people just need to be exposed to it i mean at the end of the day again we could lead the horse to water if they come and they choose to leave that class and not better themselves that's on them. But at the end of the yeah. day, at least, you know, expose yourself to that. To expose yourself. There you go. There, there's the advice from IQ. Josh, everyone expose yourself. Oh, no. Different. Um, no, different. So. so you haven't um, gotten a whole lot of flack on your last video calling out crappy reports? Not at all. I was actually surprised. Class, anyone? I find that's weird when sometimes I've got something that I think might be a little incendiary and then you put it out and then everybody's like, oh, makes sense. Anyone? Anyone seen this before? Did you did you watch anything on the the one I did on the contractor down in Texas that's getting sued? I caught bits and pieces. It seemed like there were two sides to it, and you were trying to do your best from the gist that I saw to cover both sides of it. Flawless execution of an awkward segue linking us back, linking us back to a prior episode. You're diving into a case that's RJ Construction versus Arlington Independ Independent School District. An Arlington Construction Company says it worked around the clock last February to clean up a flooded school. Months later, it says it has yet to be paid. Michelle Blevins, CNR Magazine. Thank you for asking that question. RJC thinks they're owed over 1.2 million. Uh, the school district paid like 187,000, a check that was never cashed. Instead, there's more if you provide the documentation we need to justify it. So their stories. Nicely done on keeping it together. The DOJO podcast. We should be listening to you. We have entered the DOJO podcast. The ASD says, uh, you know, they would pay more. Um, they need more documentation. And it appears they asked for that early on. So it's not like they just did it at the end. But obviously okay. a much more detailed uh, list from the insurance company. But I think I told you I'm going to probably incorporate some of your moisture mapping video. Um, In order to know if you are actually drying, you need to know what your environmental conditions are. You need to know what your moisture concentration levels are. These are things that we monitor daily. This is a clip of a video from IAQ Josh's YouTube page, Moisture Mapping for Restoration Contractors 101. These are things that the insurance adjuster is going to want you to provide at the end if you want to get paid. So do yourself your due diligence and make sure that you've got some level of competent documentation. Could be something like this, could be pen and paper, 
quite frankly, I don't care how it's done. I just want to see the industry evolve and this trade get better and better and better. And ultimately, of course, be taken more seriously in some regards. Because one of the news clips is like, the school district is asking for documentation that RJC doesn't says doesn't exist. It's like, roll. <laughs> this is a podcast about shortening your dang learning curve. That's taking in information from multiple sources. So on this podcast, we've got some of the younger restorers, Josh Winton and myself. Yes. We've got Bob Blotchinger and Pete Consigli. So we're going to have a conversation about what it means to develop into expert level, you know, to pursue that, to have that hunger as an industry professional. And then also an uncup, an upcoming event that um, will provide some additional exposure training and kickoff uh, 2023. Mind, mind, mindset change. Everybody out there, Jojo Nation. It's infotainment. Are you not entertained? We will entertain you whilst we also inform you. What you're doing is terrific. Every day is a fight. The Jojo Podcast. Don't get it twisted. We should be listening to you. It all crap the mic. The inventor, the Jojo Podcast. Can you all get lifted? Bob Blotchinger, the answer to the question, you may have seen some of the promo videos what does it take to become an industry expert? I call it a pyramid of um, training, education, and experience. Oh. Uh, you cannot become an ex expert without all three. Say that again. Training, experience. Training, experience, and education. If you are new in this industry or you're working hard to uh, accelerate your development, you may notice there are a lot of industry events. So we obviously want to make you aware of one that we're directly involved with, as are the other people in this particular podcast. I'm a big guy for education. I usually go to maybe two or three events a year. Okay, so this is the Ask Andrew. So then this is the climate one. I've got, he started just blowing me up on emails. ClimateZone1.com. That's the the uh, yeah. site for there on the homepage of the website. We have a link for uh, registration. Or oh, is this for uh, the winter break? Yeah. Ask yep. Andrew. Nothing. Uh, we have a link for the hotel, hotel for the room block, and then we have another link that could take you through all the presentations, the schedule, and the bios, and all the speakers. Everything's there that you need on the website. One simple click. So Tuesday, Wednesday is the Ask Andrew Symposium. And then Thursdays, Pete is putting a workshop together. I think Diojo is now the official, quote unquote, sponsor, promoter. So no one will come. <laughs> You're such a dick. Tuesday, Wednesday. There it is. Ask Andrew. Okay. And then Tuesday, whatever Wednesday. you agreed to do with Pete is on Thursday. You're the man, Josh. Come here and have a lot of fun and gain some education. It's science. It's going to be a very Remember what they say, baby. Winter for the blue. Be there or be square. So the, the website is climate zone one. 
uh, and they're packed like seven o'clock till five thirty is education time and and some good food. Right, because we're having a full breakfast and the the lunch and all that. We're packing good. We're gonna have good breaks in the morning afternoon. Listen, climate zone one is the whole the hot humid southern south. The country I think is broken into five climate zones. Yeah, yeah, because there's a. I think we're planning on doing like a younger guns get together on Monday. We're framing that maybe like uh, Pete and Cliff as the watchdogs neighborhood. Being the best loser takes talent, just as being the best winner does. It's true. We're trying to put an event together where we uh, bring the, you know, newer restorers in with the older, not older, but the more experienced restorers. <laughs> the uh, the, the older guys, the veterans. Yeah, you're right. It's the Watchdog neighborhood, um, and and well, we we may call it the Moisture Mob neighborhood now. I was okay. talking about that because I got some logos we developed. Not the neighborhood; it's going to be the turf, the Moisture Mob, the Consigliere turf with Zlatan Consiglia and friends. Well, if if we're if we're doing the cardigan, I think that the abbreviated is the cardigan party because we're going with the Mister Rogers neighborhood, and then maybe at other events we can crash with the cardigan so let me get my cardigan you know the audience at the ojo and you guys are the younger the next upcoming generation you know it what that really is about is the veterans and the old timers have been around passing it on to the next generation of guys mentor them if they want to be mentored sharing information just be, being a resource for them and yep. uh, you can't you know you just you, if the horses want to come to the water like josh said you know, <laughs> We'll have good water for them to drink. If they don't want to come, they don't want to come. Glue. If they want to come, if they want to come and they don't want to drink. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we want to give a huge shout out to the sponsors of the Diojo podcast. Those organizations also committed helping you shorten your dang learning curve. First off is the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration Certification. You know them industry-wide, S-A-I-I-C-R-C. You want full access to all IICRC standards from any device, at any time, and in any place? Get a standard subscription for about 50 cents a day. Visit IICRC.org today. Also, Advocate Claim Service, LLC was founded to provide policyholders, brokers, and attorneys with a dedicated claim professional to develop a comprehensive claim presentation strategy. Can I talk to David Princeton? You got him. While ACS does not sell insurance, they make it work. If I want to take the anxiety out of my claim, who should I call? Advocate Claim Service. Advocate Claim. ACS's principal consultant, David Princeton, a friend of the show, has resolved disputed claims resulting in tremendous results and also contributes to CNR Magazine's column, Dear David. The Diojo Podcast. Like anybody who calls himself an expert, like isn't an expert. Just like the second you do, I am an expert. Well, now I don't trust anything you said. This I, Hello, Bob. Bob or Robert? Bob, right? It's Bob when we're talking. It's Robert when you send me a check. <laughs> we were just talking, Bob, uh, the difference between like an influencer, an industry leader, and an industry expert. If someone were to call themselves an industry expert, what would your expectation be of their like credentials and experience? Expert is somebody who knows what he's talking about through experience, training, and um, education. I call it a pyramid of um, training, education, and experience. 
Oh. Uh, you cannot become an ex- expert without all three. Say that again. Training, experience. Training, experience, and education. It's a tri- tri- triangle. I agree with the general consensus going around that, like, to be an expert, like, you have to know every single thing about every element of everything within that field. Um, an individual that's kind of sought after for the expertise. Whatever questions or or, or problems or whatever exists that needs explanation or evaluation, he needs to know what he's saying and how how to explain it so a regular person understands. For instance, when you sit in a a court in that witness stand and you get grilled by the opposing attorney, uh, you do not have notes in front of you. You do not have a book. You do not have photographs. Mm. You have to answer questions that you come across intelligent, you understand, we call them subject matter experts, and that uh, you pass what they call the Daubert Challenge. According to the Federal Rules of Evidence 702, a witness who is qualified as an expert by knowledge, skill, experience, training, or education. So this is a YouTube video from Forensis Group talking about the Daubert rule. They talk about knowledge, skill, training, and education. I like how Bob puts it, education, training, and experience. Experience is often one of those key factors that ties all of it together. May testify in the form of an opinion or otherwise if... A. The expert's scientific technical or other specialized knowledge will help the trier of fact to understand the evidence or to determine a fact in issue. I find this interesting. I'm thankful. I know I've heard of it before. I'm thankful that Bob brought it up, but this is a great metric for number one, it's used in court to determine whether an expert witness and what they have to share is relevant and reliable. So is the information that you're receiving from industry leaders influencers and experts is it relevant to the task at hand as it and it rests on a reliable foundation b the testimony is based on sufficient facts or data c the testimony is the product of reliable principles and methods it affirms we want to apply a scientific method or methodology to the processing of information and determining whether it's reliable the scientific methodology helps us determine, one, whether the theory or technique employed by the expert is generally accepted in the scientific community, whether it has been subjected to peer review and publication, whether it can be and has been tested, whether it has known error rate, and whether the research was conducted independent of the particular litigation or dependent on an intention to provide the proposed testimony. Does it eliminate confirmation bias or just because we hypothesized this did we then only present the information that supported our hypothesis rather than actually being open to our hypothesis being wrong and d the expert has reliably applied the principles and methods to the facts of the case the expert has reliably applied the principles and methods of the facts of the case And I think that's, again, my mind typically shifts towards when I'm reading industry publications like CNR Magazine or Clean Facts Magazine, 
listening for those people who have been there, done that, who have looked and assessed a problem, discussed it with their team and said, this is a creative solution that has worked for us. I finally invent something that works. Now for a shameless plug. Last week, we reminded everybody of our article in CNR magazine. There's an article in the latest edition of Clean Facts magazine, Goals, Effort, and Results, Developing Excellence in Your Team, which does apply or attempt to apply a scientific method to how we communicate and encourage our teams. Daubert standard is the law in federal court and over half of the states. Which Daubert. Daubert. D-A-U-B-E-R-T. You need to know what you're talking about to be labeled as an expert. And then, you know, comically people say, well, I'm from 50 miles away, so I'm, I must be an expert. It doesn't work that way. You don't become an expert without years of training, experience, and education. So and do you, it. when you're looking for experts, is the first place, place you look is people that um, post a lot on <laughs> Facebook? No. YouTube. It's YouTubers. Those are modern day experts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a, a, a college that had issues with the carpet installation and I go there. I was hired by the product manufacturer. And uh, the first thing I ask the installer is uh, what kind of experience do you have in, in putting down this product? Well, it was a specialty product with a special installation system that everybody just doesn't know about. So his first comment was, well, I watched two movies on YouTube. No, no, to the no, no. Oh, my God. $50,000 hit to the installation company because oh. they let a, uh, an amateur put it in. It's good to watch as a reference. Right. It doesn't make you an expert. Yeah. No, because you have to have certain talents uh when you're doing trade work you got to have the talent and the mindset to and the patience to do it correctly and uh many times you know we call it a redo a screw yeah. up you got to be able to be able to fix it so you can't tell and you got to be able to afford the screw up so therefore i always tell the guys read the label read the label read the label it's funny you say that i mean that was my big takeaway from your <laughs> Last year, we had the winter break, the mold winter break. Came okay, winter break. <laughs> Back to normal with a question mark. <laughs> the summary was exactly that. Like, if you're putting this floor in, read the damn label and make sure you're using the glue that's designed for that floor and you're doing the prep the way the instructions say. And would you say a significant portion of the flooring failures could be avoided by just doing those two things <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> uh some of these guys don't even don't even know there's a about a half a dozen different types of tax strip to be used and each one has a specific purpose josh are you aware that prior to the internet um they used to write books <laughs> right what is that i read about it in a book <laughs> Um, so like if you didn't know how to do something, you might get this like complete do it yourself. This is from Reader's Digest. Uh, I, I'm sure, Bob, memorable. whenever you're going to court, you always refer first to Reader's Digest complete do it yourself manual, right? That's the first place you start. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me think, you know, YouTube is I mean, it's a lot easier. Like I'm not very skilled at working on my vehicle, but um, that's where I go. 
to try to get an idea, but exactly like you're saying, that doesn't make you an expert. It just is no. a starting no, point. Before yeah. YouTube, it was uh, hands-on, yeah. slap in the back of the head. What are you, stupid? And things <clears throat> of that nature. Yep. Uh, and that's how we, how I learned from my generation. Excited to announce that our best-selling book, How to Suck Less at Estimating, Habits for Better Project Outcomes by John Isaacson, The Intentional Restorer. This is book number four in the Be Intentional series, is now available. This is a full color, it's got diagrams, it's a lot more technical than the prior estimating book, Be Intentional Estimating. There's nothing like it out there. Pairs well with the project management book, So You Want to Be a Project Manager. Got a problem on your project? Blame your subcontractors. Be a project manager. Well, this book, How to Suck Less at Estimating, is also a course available online through our friends at Restoration Technical Institute. We just heard from them that the first person actually purchased the course, so we're looking forward to, to getting feedback from that. You can read about this on our blog, thediojo.com. Habits for better project outcomes. Or you can go to the Restoration Technical Institute website, rtilearning.com. This course has six modules, which reflect the six chapters in this book. If you sign up for the course, you get a free PDF copy that is designed to correspond with the course. Being the best loser takes talent, just as being the best winner does. How to suck less at estimating. This book is available on Amazon. It's true. And we're live. Right. So, so look, in order, in order to, to uh, talk about where we're at and how we got here, I have to take a step backwards and give a little bit of background. I won't take very long. Take very long. Won't take very long. Contrary to his promise, it did take pretty long. With a live mic and at the speed of light, with a hearty, flatten your dang learning curve. Annoying but helpful. You have entered the DL Joe podcast. You may have noticed as of late the podcast has been condensed into 24-minute episodes. That's been on purpose. It's allowed me or forced me to try to be more concise in getting the information out. This particular episode is universal in the sense of talking about what it takes to become an expert. And Bob and Josh and Pete share some good insights. And I believe in Daubert, we've kind of shared a scientific method for trying to determine that for yourself. But the timely element of this is an event that's happening in January of 2023. Three events. Monday, the 23rd of January. This will be in Naples, Florida. This centers around the Andrew Ask Building Symposium. Come here and have a lot of fun and gain some education. It's science. It's going to be a very multidisciplinary audience. The week of the 23rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. So Monday night, assuming people are coming in, getting situated, traveling, we're going to have a, a unique event, a Diojo event, Diojo and Pete Consigli. 23rd, we have a meet, meet and greet at the Boston Beer Garden, which is going to be fabulous. The Z-Man is going to be there. So Tuesday and Wednesday, action-packed uh, building science symposium. Some of the best minds, definitely experts in the industry. And there's a four-person panel. I'm going to allow Pete to explain that. This program this year has a one-time panel that will never happen again called Pioneer Panel of Building Science, which is Dr. Joe Stebrick, John Tooley, Neil Moyer, 
and Gary Nelson. These are four individual guys who are in their own rights are 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 giants in the area. Just a historical, um, probably one of a kind, likely never to be repeated portion of that event. Dr. Joe, world famous for understanding uh, how moisture goes through buildings and affects materials. Then you have John Tooley from South Carolina, he's referred to as a national treasure in the building science community. Gary has a company in the Twin Cities. They, they do all the blower doors and uh, he's brilliant. And then Neil Moy, he's got a huge following in Florida in the building science and he also trains and mentors a lot of the young people coming into the industry. So these guys all in their own rights have different aspects and they essentially uh, are the pioneer panel. So that's the Tuesday and Wednesday, the 24th and 25th. Then on the Thursday, Pete and I are joining forces to uh, put on a one-day workshop. The other thing that's going to be at the Ojo, under the, the Ojo brand, and I've got AML to be kind of a marquee sponsor, uh, is going to be a special post-conference workshop on Thursday the 26th. The Z-Man is going to be there. One of the two OGs, exactly. But right, he's going to help with the moderating and John, and we're going to we're going to offer a Zoom option. Let's see. Lessons learned from storm response and hurricane recovery. It's a one-day workshop um, with various speakers. We're going to have a hurricane panel workshop that's going to focus on response and recovery from a catastrophic storm. We are going to open that in person on site for those that stick around uh, following the building symposium. And there will be a Zoom option as well. Bob and Josh are going to be presenters on that. Um, keep posted via the website and the podcast, thediojo.com, for more information. So this extended version of the podcast is more of the information as we're continuing to, continuing to develop both for Ask Andrew and our workshop. What are the lessons I've learned from it? So the speaker lineup is going to be pretty awesome. I asked Bob to, to speak on there to talk about his experience in dealing with hurricane-related work. We're going to have Casey Clark, uh, who's part of the IICRC delegation. He's from Atlanta, but he's been running projects and he's licensed in Louisiana and Florida. How do you negotiate all the hurdles and the things that are involved? He's going to be a restorer, remediator, talking to other restorers, remediators, and the, and the IEP kind of guys that are in the room. So they're going to handle one area. We're going to have, I've, I've invited Jeremy Beagle, who's a, is a well-respected, certified industrial hygienist. He actually is going to be the next president of the IEQA next year. It's called the Science Panel. This is going to be with Dr. Moon. Anybody who's been around knows Dr. Moon. And he published an article a few years ago in the Siri Cleaning Journal. The after effects several months after a mold remediation is done from a catastrophic storm or just normal mold, clawbacks happen and how people all of a sudden have a problem or an issue and they want to relate it to the original thing, which is totally unrelated, which means they want to get a remediator on the hook and they thought it was their fault. He's going to talk about that. Anyone who's in the assessing remediation mission, they're going to want to listen to what Dr. Moon has to say about that. The two the two legal eagles <coughs> were terrific. Uh, the Popper and Peterson from Orlando who deal with the, all the contracts and after the whole a AOB thing, they were last year did a great workshop. They're calling in on Zoom, and Ed Cross is calling in on Zoom in the afternoon and is going to talk about dealing with AOBs and dealing with working in Texas, in Florida, in Louisiana, and all these hurricanes in the Carolinas. He's going to talk about all the nuances of that, so you're not going to want to miss that. He's going to talk more from a risk management standpoint. We're also going to have Peter Crosa, the insurance adjuster. He's going to call in late in the afternoon. I'm going to have uh, Ken Siders, who uh, formerly with HealthCheck, now is with ETA Environmental. They're working on the ground here. 
doing these moisture mapping, building inspections, documenting an oversight for property and building owners, working with restoration guys. You're going to have him and a special lunch speaker, Shane Bailey, Building Science Authority. And he has a very unique business model of how can you get a foot in the door with the building owners before the storm to document the shape of their building. Because oftentimes after a storm, if you don't document this, you may have all kinds of issues or potential exclusions on the policy. Building science around moisture, around damaging buildings, and around, you know, this to me is the most important thing. They get a variety of perspectives. You address the particular point of the issue or the challenge, and then you you allow the audience to have an interactive question of things that are of general interest, assessing, inspecting, coming up with solutions dealing with insurance claims, dealing with specialty outside vendors. How do you interpret the science and a practitioner's viewpoint? You get good education. If you have that, that brings people in. And then if you put the venues either through the main events or offsite, people get together and the conversations in the bars, the restaurants, the things that they do, that's what really adds the real value to help grow and develop their business and develop relationships and do business in the future. And I think a lot of that will exist. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard.